Nothing is happening now. Nothing is happening tonight. Nothing is happening in your mind. Nothing is happening in your house. I bring you nothing. I stir up nothing. I invite you over for nothing. It was all for nothing. This week, Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. This is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Counting down four hours worth insanity inducing. Watch me go down. Please go down with me.
circumstance. Except that in this type of improvisation, kind of Poland, the theme is oneself. So you follow the same law of improvisation, which is that you do whatever your impulse of the character tells you to do. But in this case, you are the character. So there's no imaginary situation to hide behind, and there's no other person to hide behind. What you're doing, in fact, is you're asking those same questions that Stanislavski said the actor should constantly ask himself as a character. Who am I? Why am I here? Where do I come from? And where am I going? But instead of applying them to a role, you apply them to yourself. <laughs> Or to look at it a little differently, in a way it's like going right back to childhood where a group of children simply come into a room or brought into a room without toys and begin to play. Grown-ups were learning how to play again. my way I lost my place I have my face I know my space I'm filling up this case I'm identifying this with grace This is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Information, centerpiece, contact, lists, sounds, everythings at lastever.org.
If four Tibetans came together and tragedy had just struck one of the ones and they spent the whole evening going, Tibetans would have looked at that and thought that was the most unimaginable behavior. But for us, that's common behavior. And really, the, the Africans would have probably put their spears into all four of us because it would have driven them crazy. They, they would have thought we were dangerous animals or something like that. I mean, that's absolutely abnormal behavior. through the first 20 minutes. There are three of those in an hour. I could become a bit concerned. I could panic. I remind myself that it could be like washing dishes. A whole sink full of dishes, a whole room full of dishes, four hours worth of dishes, but I could just wash one dish. So I'm offering you this dish. I don't know how it is. I could tell myself to slow down, stretch out. I haven't been stretching enough. This could be just, just what's needed. Perhaps you could stretch. Perhaps you could stretch out. I think, I think when I used to have to do half-hour shows, it's possible that I learned to speed up. That was a long time ago. These last two minutes seem to take longer than the first 20. How many groups of 20? It would be a bad idea to count. I'm going to try not to count. I'm just going to tell myself through a segment, through the tunnel, over a few more hills, it will be okay. I think you will be okay. 
Perhaps you'd like to write a book report, an essay. I'm running away. I've run out. I'm running out. started at four in the morning. Things are playing. Hey, that thing is ending. Three. Three. I write down three on a piece of paper. Later I figure it out. I have these stacks of paper that go back to 1994 with these scrawled notes of numbers and names. I wonder if I will ever use them. Hey, we're listening to some new music right now. These are three, three new, three new pieces of music. Three plus Journey one, three plus three plus four. Suburbs of Chicago to that New York evening, her grandmother had I don't think I'll be releasing this. Making her oh, but I, except that I release everything. Except that I don't release everything. So there, there you have it. That explains it. Fathers or single people or artists are all trying to live up to someone's fantasy of how a father or a single person or an artist should look and behave. They all act as if they know exactly how they ought to conduct themselves at every single moment, and they all seem totally self-confident. Of course, privately, people are very mixed up about themselves. They don't know what they should be doing with their lives. They're reading all these self-help books. Oh, God, I mean, those books are just so touching because they show how desperately curious we all are to know how all the others of us are really getting on in life, even though by performing these roles all the time, we're just hiding the reality of ourselves from everybody else. I mean, we live in such ludicrous ignorance of each other. I mean, we usually don't know the things we'd like to know, even about our supposedly closest friends. I mean, I mean, you know, suppose you're going through some kind of hell in your own life. Well, you would love to know if your friends have experienced similar things, but we just don't dare to ask each other. No, it'd be like asking your friend to drop his role. I mean, we just put no value at all on perceiving reality. I mean, on the contrary, this incredible emphasis that we all place now on our so-called careers automatically makes perceiving reality a very low priority. Because if your life is organized around trying to be successful in a career, well, it just doesn't matter what you perceive or what you experience, you can really sort of shut your mind off for years ahead in a way. You can sort of turn on the automatic pilot. You know, just the way your mother's doctor had on his automatic pilot when he went in and he looked at the arm and he totally failed to perceive anything else. But our, our minds are just focused on these goals and plans, which in themselves are not reality. No. Goals <laughs> and plans are, are not, I mean, they're, they're fantasy. They're part of a dream life. I mean, you know, it always just does seem so ridiculous somehow. Everybody has to have his little 
little goal in life. I mean, it's absurd in a way. I mean, when you consider that it doesn't matter which one it is. Stuff you could buy at Wake Forest, you had to buy at the Wake Forest College store. Like Kmart, none of those, they didn't have stickers, they didn't have hats, they didn't have shirts, nothing. I'm working at the bookstore at UVA. So I uh, did a little three month gig there during their uh, like a rush thing when the kids come in and they're all buying their stuff and you know they would give them a card like every kid that goes to uva you instantly have a thousand dollars credit so like say you're here you need your books and all that stuff whatever you need you can just sign for it and then the bill just goes to your parents but all it says is uh, uva bookstore 335 dollars it doesn't have itemized billing mm -hmm. so the guys the guys would get like a cd you know they would they would get like the books they needed and maybe like a CD and a candy bar. That would be like the big secret of what they were getting away with. The girls, oh my God, they have a Clinique counter with a girl touching your face in there that's got little bottles of stuff. They get all these little rich girls walking up to them and saying, oh, let me see your skin, come on over here. This is $43, you know, and so they're getting a little tube of this and a little lipstick of that and, and a book and the shirt and the pair of sweats. I was like, oh my God, the guys all they get is a CD, you know? And if it was like a nerdy guy, you would get like an extra book that was like science fiction, you know, something like that, you know, something that you knew wasn't part of the curriculum. Just trying to sneak that one thing and everybody does it, you know? Believe it or not, all the second, third year students, their parents are standing in the store and driving them because they ain't putting up with that. You know, they've been through the whole year of just this bill that comes and says you owe 335, well, it's not itemized, you know? It's pretty wild. So, and it helps us, the school really sell a lot of stuff. If they get caught stealing the pen, they get expelled. They had police in the store during the whole rush, the whole time. It, it was just unbelievable of, you know, the volume of people came in. I, I literally, in a, in a couple of weeks, ran like $600,000 worth of stuff, like just But the parents come when the parents do come. Oh my god, dude, they want to buy like the dad wants to buy like the UV golf thing, the mom wants a sweatsuit, something, you know, off. They got to show up at the at the games, they got to have all their garb, you know. And, you know, it's just not, it's unbelievable, man. It's a racket. It's, it's an unbelievable racket. You can't believe it. It's so intense. And you just think how, how nice this is. This person's kid made it into UVA. I mean, pretty, pretty prestigious. You talk to these kids like, oh, yeah, my dad's a pilot. He lived in California. He just wanted me to go here because he went here and he was on the tennis team. You're like, that's the reason people go to UVA. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how some of them. And her her boyfriend was like a military guy that was flying her around, picking her up in a jet. And she was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, how old are you, 20? Why did that girl? Did it? 
trip. exercises like, uh, for instance, if he were right-handed, all today he would do everything with his left hand, all day, eating, writing, everything, opening doors, in order to break the habits of living. Because the great danger he felt for him was to fall into a trance, out of habit. He had a whole series of very simple exercises that he invented, just to keep seeing, feeling, remembering. Because you have to learn now didn't used to be necessary, but today you have to learn something like, uh, are you really hungry or are you just stuffing your face? Because <laughs> that's what you do out of habit. I mean, you can afford to do it, so you do it, whether you're hungry or not. You know, if you go to the Buddhist meditation center, they make you taste each bite of your food, so it takes two hours, and it's horrible to eat your lunch, but you're conscious of the taste of your food. 
you're just eating out of habit, then you don't taste the food. And you're not conscious of the reality of what's happening to you. You enter the dream world again. Don't you think maybe we live in this dream world because we do so many things every day that affects us in ways that somehow we're just not aware of? And you know, I was thinking, um, now last Christmas, Debbie and I were given uh, an electric blanket. And I can tell you that it is just such a marvelous advance over our old way of life, and it is just great. But uh, it is quite different from not having an electric blanket. And I sometimes sort of wonder, well, what is it doing to me? I mean, I sort of feel uh, I'm not sleeping quite in the same way. Oh, you wouldn't be. I mean, uh, and my dreams are sort of different, and, and I feel a little bit different when I get up in the morning. I wouldn't put an electric blanket on for anything. First, I'd be worried I might get electrocuted. No, I don't trust technology. But I mean, the main thing, Wally, is that I think that that kind of comfort just separates you from reality in a very direct way. You mean? I mean, if you don't have that electric blanket and your apartment is cold, you need to put on another blanket or go into the closet and pile up coats on top of the blanket you have, well, then you know it's cold. And that sets up a link of things. You have compassion for the person. Well, is the person next to you cold? And there are other people in the world who are cold. What a cold night. I like the cold, my God. I never realized. I don't want a blanket. It's fun being cold. I can snuggle up against you even more because it's cold. All sorts of things occur. Oh, my blanket. By taking a tranquilizer. It's like being lobotomized by watching television. I think you entered the dream world. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking. Early morning, the taxi's waiting, he's blowing his horn. Already I'm so lonesome I could die. So Thank you.
понравились. Я пошутил. Когда вам показывали дворец, наверное, здесь был полный разгром, ведь это было после пожара. Да? Я вроде Почему-то мне стало страшно, не люблю военную форму что здесь? Только не эту дверь, сударь. Только не Я же просил вас сюда заходить. Ой, Холсты. Давайте вернемся. Прошу вас, давайте вернемся. Я здесь, я. Да не знаю, просто Иду, иду. Милостивый государь, вам, наверное, нужна помощь. Если угодно, я могу помочь. Что? А? Что? 
милостивый государь. Я, вы. Ни здесь, угу. ни там. Не там. Никого угу. нет. Нету. Только Нету. трупы и гробы. Трупы. Гробы и трупы. Иди сюда. А, иду, иду. Ваш гроб. Что же вы взяли такой странный, какой тон? Почему в Эрмитаже гробу? Вы? Это мой гроб. Мой гроб. Ваш гроб. Ваш. Что? Какой? Ваш. Ну? Гробы ты не вижу. Ты не Все, все, все. Что это было? Война. Что это было? Война. Какая война? С кем война? С Германией. Германия? Что такое Германия? Это государство, объединившее немцев. Так. В середине 20 века так. Россия воюет с Германией. Германские Пай. войска берут в кольцо этот город. Город не сдали. Пай. Здесь погибло больше миллиона жизней. Что? Больше миллиона? Больше миллиона. Нет, дорого-дорого. Что вы? Дорого-дорого, очень дорого обошелся Петербург и этот Эрмитаж. Дорого, в дорого, России дорого, говорят, дорого. что свобода не знает цены. Дорого-дорого-дорого. Конечно, дорого. дорого. А может быть и недорого. А? Дорого, но уже заплатили. Все-таки как я, как я был неправ, как я был неправ. Порицая ваших царей и ругая их за всю эту красоту и пышность. Ну и подумай. Подумаешь, сама а? Пожалуйста, потише. Потише. Ну, красиво-то как, а? Что вы видите? Кто это? Не уверен. Кажется, Не подходите так близко, если это Екатерина, у нее особенное Где вы? Я 
слышу ваши шаги. Исчезла, исчезла. Она опять исчезла, исчезла. Вы знаете, куда идти? Помоги же, помоги. Идемте. Идем. Можно, можно пропустить уже. Смелее, смелее, не отставайте. Нам здесь не следует задержать. Спасибо Подходите ко мне, ко мне. Так, осторожно, готовьте сумасшедшие вас съедят. Им так понравились ваши волосы. Ну, конечно, я же писатель, у хорошего писателя всегда хорошие волосы. А теперь осторожнее и тише. Закройте быстро за Паркет-то совсем не скрытый. Простите, мы поставили, простите. Идемте, идемте. Сутри, вы понимаете, что происходит? Нет, пока нет. Понимаете? 
Нет, нет, извините. Мы видим, извините, это Николай Первый принимает извинения персидских послов по поводу убийства ваших дипломатов. Кажется, Грибоедова, да? Извините. Интересно, извините. Интересно. Вы видите? Да, да, да. Какие мундиры, а? Роскошь империи. Власть. Посмотрите, посмотрите вперед. Встаньте на цыпочки. Видите? I think I found it. And I saw it. And I lost it. It's right in my hands, but it's com completely slippery. It's all the holdup. I'm not looking any further than my own backyard. This is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Halfway through the first half. And repeating every five minutes. Tune in five minutes from now to hear everything that you missed. You'll hear everything on my list. We're coming back around. Here's the part where I came in. All books, all books should be read from the middle. When you're writing a book, you should start from the middle. You should eat your way outwards. If you call, if you have a telephone, if you call, this mix is happening right now. If you call, you'll be, you'll be in this mix too. You'll be in this mix three or four. If you call, you'll be placed on the air. You'll be live on the air. You will be, and you are. Thank you for listening and thank you for being slippery. Ken's last ever extravaganza is, is sometimes archived. You can listen to some dates, certain dates. You can pick a date, 2015. You can listen to a show that happened back in 2015. You can find it there on the webpage at lastever.org. Back when we used URLs to refer to web pages. I keep it running anyway. If you have an old Uh, they were called computers. If you have one of those, you can access the archives. If you're running old programs and old computers, when they were written by people, 
when people wrote the software. You could fi find some of those. They haven't all been confiscated yet. You can listen to archives of Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Yes. I don't know what I'm doing and when I do and when I don't. This is all everything. What I have, what you are, what you make, what this is. Make your sounds. Bring them here. Bring them out. Bring them out into the air. Bring them bring them in. Bring them like spears. Please do not fear. A playlist of the samples used during the show. I will be created at some point in the future by the time the archive of this is posted. It will be accompanied by a list of all these things that are happening now. If I had an assistant to type these things in, to type them, I would put them right now. But I'll do them later. Years from now. Months from now. Weeks from now. Maybe tomorrow. Thank you. Stay tuned for three more hours. Three new hours. It's all hours. Into sleep. Impossibility. Gratitude. Flatulence. Ebullience. taking me to do all that and maybe I should get around to doing that already I'm a, I'm a gosh yeah I think I'm like a hundred shows behind there hey 
Okay, there's probably something I'm supposed to do now. I don't know what it is. But I'll leave it at that. right out of my perception. So, of course, of course, I'm ignoring a whole section of the real world. But, frankly, you know, when I write a play, in a way, one of the things I guess I think I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring myself up against some little bits of reality, and I'm trying to share that uh, with an audience. I mean, of course, we all know uh, theater is uh, in terrible shape today. I mean, uh, I mean, at least a few years ago, people who really cared about the theater used to say, the theater is dead. And now everybody's redefined the theater in such a trivial way that, I mean, I mean, God, I know people who are involved with the theater who go to see things now that, I mean, a few years ago, these same people would have just been embarrassed to have even seen some of these plays. I mean, they would have just shrunk, you know, just in, in horror at, at the superficiality of these things. With the moon on their wings, these are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply Oh, my God. 
I'm trying to keep time. I'm making time. I'm growing time. There are many clocks. If you look around the world, there are fewer. There are too many. There are too many jalapenos. Sometimes there were the people who called back when we had telephones. Back when you had a phone, you had a phone. You had an optional phone. You had it. It was two weeks ago. I've had it. I used to have it. I used to talk to myself. It's not. It's not the time. I'm not. I can. I can. I had it on my calendar. I cannot. I do not. My calendar. I'm dying. I won't mark that. Say that I can It's Monday. It's Monday night. It's Thursday. Uh, I raised my hand. I called him on Tuesday. Hand so you can see which one is me. I can only say this pretending that I'm back announcing. I said it so forward. Talking about I say that you have been listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. It would be now too soon to name it. Everyone was but there. I can say after the episode of it was. You were listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Nobody is here. Chasing from three weeks ago. You are now listening. I don't remember. As soon as I think it all goes wrong. I remember when I used to live in Syracuse. I do remember. I remember when I was a little boy. When I knew the names of all the walls and the bricks. My father worked for the Syracuse Coal Mining Company. It did snow. It used to snow all the time. You can't hear it yet, except that you heard it if you were listening. And oh, it's happening right now. I feel it's no plans to help. I'm doing the show again. The show consists of me talking. It's interesting about the show. Sometimes it's not interesting. That it was. What I, what I used to find interesting 
It's not the same. I'm currently, at the same time, recording the show that will air in two weeks. That's the show that I do in this time slot. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm making a live recording There's for that slot. There's usually a clearing. That will be There's nothing. I can look on the calendar. As much nothing is clear. Calendar. It starts I out. Look at your calendar. It starts out the way it is. How did this happen? It says here December thirteenth. It really depends on which time zone you're in. Everything was twenty-four. Everything was so clear. I set the time by the train. Is it? It would work to start listening at one a.m. Regardless, as you got off everything the train, was clear on May sixteenth. Train, train station. There were different time zones. This broadcast is happening. And December 24th. Less than a mile. At 11 p.m. Of that train not December 13th. Time, not the train, the sound train time the sound would, be, would be correct. And not, de- not December 29th. December 27th was so recent. I guess before that, there weren't trains. How? I want to visit. About the time at all. Hey, what's that? People That's leave. Right. It's a different show. It's the show from People come in. I put archives of the shows up. People talking backwards. I'm speaking from the end of the show back to the beginning. By the beginning, by the end of what you're listening to, will be at the beginning, and I'll start doing things. And at that point, it will be the point at which the show would start, which is the idea. I'm still doing things today. backwards. I'm starting backwards from the end, from 1 a.m. And I'm going last week's, I mean, I forgot which idea I had. I have more than one idea in two directions I do get sometimes that's called Ken's last ever radio extravaganza and if you want to know more about it you can come you can go to the webpage which is at lastever.org December 12th depending on how you look at things so you're registering all the American people because you're looking for begin from there at the end of the show what I'm doing the end of right now, which is actually the show for three weeks ago, because I'm on every other week except sometimes it's not. It's the very best of self-indulgence. It's another Monday. So that's why I'm making the show right now. It's for another week until 1 a.m. It's going to shift again. Because that's when I do the show every other week. It's never going to happen again. Nobody has left. That when I use this show that I'm airing, that I'm making, that I'm mixing right now, from two or three, three weeks ago, when I use that show in two weeks, because like that's what I'm recording now, something I intend to mix a second show into it. And then I will be able to get a few weeks ahead. Here's that part. isolated now and they can't reach each other and their lives are desperate what do you mean how does it affect an audience to put on one of these plays in which you show that people are totally isolated now and they can't reach each other and their lives are desperate or how does it affect them to see a play that shows that our world is full of nothing but shocking sexual events and terror and violence 
What do you mean? Violence. Does that help to wake up a sleeping audience? See, I don't think so. Because I think it's very likely that the picture of the world that you're showing them in a play like that is exactly the picture of the world they have already. I mean, you know, they know their own lives and relationships are difficult and painful. If they watch the evening news on television, well, there what they see is a terrifying, chaotic universe full of rapes and murders and hands cut off by subway cars and children pushing their parents out of windows. So the play tells them that their impression of the world is correct and that there's absolutely no way out. There's what do you mean? Absolutely no way out. There's nothing they can do. And they end up feeling passive and impotent. And look, look at something like that christening. The what do you mean? Like that christening that my group arranged for me in the forest in Poland. Well, there was an example of something that really had all the elements of theater. It was worked on carefully. It was thought about carefully. It was done with exquisite taste and magic. And they, in fact, created something. What do you mean? Created something. In this case, it was in a way just for an audience of one, just for me. But they created something that had ritual, love, surprise, denouement, beginning, middle, and end, and was an incredibly beautiful piece of theater. What do you mean? Well, I mean, Wally, how does it affect an audience to put on one of these plays in which you show that people are totally isolated? What do you mean? Well, I mean, Wally, how does it affect an audience? And the impact that it had on its audience on me was somehow a totally positive one. It didn't deaden me, it brought me to life. What do you mean? Yeah, but I mean, are you saying that it's impossible? I mean, uh, I mean, I mean uh, isn't it a little upsetting to come to the conclusion that there's uh, no way to wake people up anymore except to involve them in some kind of a strange uh, christening in, in Poland or some kind of a strange experience on top of Mount Everest? I'm, what do you mean? Top of Mount Everest? I mean, uh, because, uh, you know, the awful thing is, uh, if you really say that it, it, it's necessary to uh, take everybody to uh, Everest, it's really tough. And the impact that it had on its audience on me was somehow a totally positive one. What do you mean? Didn't deaden me, it brought me to life. What do you mean? And the impact that it had on its audience on me was somehow a totally positive one. It didn't deaden me, it brought me to life. Yeah, but I mean, are you saying that it's impossible? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, isn't it a little upsetting to come to the conclusion that there's uh, no way to wake people up anymore? I mean, are we just like bored, spoiled children who've just been lying in the bathtub all day, just playing with their plastic duck, and now they're just thinking, well, what can I do? Okay, yes, we are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, 
just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand, and he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. What do you mean? He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now, and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. What do you mean? You into a robot. What do you mean? When I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. And the impact that it had on its audience on me was somehow a totally positive one. You into a robot. When I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the redwoods. 84 years old, he always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. When I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York, yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different than theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they built. They built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made, or to even see it as a prison. Broadcasting live from Madison, Wisconsin, this is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza from the top of Waynesboro in central Virginia. Created in New York City. This is a live improvised experimental sound collage. This is an experimental live sound collage of improvisational. This has this has much patience and serving my patient master. I'm everywhere. I'm in a loop. I'm with you. If you called up, if you happen to be calling, if you're listening and you're calling, you could call up right now. If you called, you'd be on the air. You would make your, you would, you would create your sound. You would, you would, you would send whatever it is that you could fit through the phone. You could call, you'd be on the air, you'd be in the show. You would be the mix. You would be part of the mix. You would meet you would co-create. You would be in the archive. You would be fresh dew coming out of the ground. You would be everlasting bamboo growing upward always. Listen to other shows at lastever.org. 19 years worth of archives of Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza, lastever.org. Thanks for listening. You can listen forever until it's over.
was my father who asked me something about marching to the beat of a drunken drummer. I later appreciated the question because it made me nervous. It made me worry. It made my heart quicken. It made me sweat. Twelve years later, this musical ode in tribute introduced thank you it's really everybody else's fault
guess that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers have been talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? I said, oh, yes. He said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave them different than our theories. He said, no, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp. represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished. And that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now, that from now on there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing. And there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being, with feelings and thoughts, and that history and memory are right now being erased, and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. Live improvised sound collage experiment began in 1994, began earlier than that. Took form, took shape, counting down, counting up. At that moment, as I sat there in February, I looked at the time and it was 2.58, and I thought I'd have a minute and a half to do everything, and it would all be there and everything would be there, and everyone would be there, and everything, and everyone, and counts, and times, and, 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 and lefts, lifts, and rights, and free repeats, and everywhere, and everyone. It's a minute. What's a minute? A minute. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. Hello. Listen again in two weeks. Send email. Listen on the webpage. Do everything you'd like to do. Thank you. where I am which measurement to follow to trust my judgment to listen to your heartbeat Hey, if you don't want to call in, you could send email. I'm not going to look at that until later. Computers aren't allowed. Not in this prison that I've created. These protecting walls. I stay clear. But you could send email. You could send email to ken at lastever.org. It's like sending a letter. I will receive it in my time of need. It will be delivered. You will deliver. There is no sense. There is only every... There is no measurement. 
There is, there is your height. These are all things. These are all trees. Where are we? I think I finally lost someone. The patient is no longer breathing. But there are some who are more patient than others. There are people here. We've filled up the room. We've driven around the mountains in circles. We're looking for this landing place. The very there 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 are various there have been various things there are so many things happening all of them they're all being chronicled but they won't be published the names they will be shown later when the archive of the show is is put online when the archive of the show makes its way to the 19 years worth of audio archives at lastever.org a playlist will be attached a listing of samples and sources that were used combined made here, made elsewhere, brought around. Tonight I'm touring in Waynesboro. But tomorrow night, somewhere else. Another show may happen in the future. If you email me at ken at lastever.org, I can maybe let you know when the new ones will happen. Though it might be two weeks from now, and it might be at the same time, or at the time that's about to come, the 1 a.m. time. Many things are not known, and nothing else, nothing here, everyone there. Something else, somewhere else.
Goodbye, Dorothy. Bye. I'll never forget any of you. Give my love to all the chickens. Dorothy. I love you so much. Farewell. Goodbye, Dorothy. Farewell, Dorothy. self-satisfied, elitist paranoia that grows up, a feeling of them and us that is very unsettling. But I mean, the thing is, Wally, I think it's the exaggerated worship of science that has led us into this situation. I mean, science has been held up to us as a magical force that would somehow solve everything. Well, quite the contrary. It's done quite the contrary. It's destroyed everything. So that is what has really led, I think, to this very strong, deep reaction against science that we're seeing now. Just as the Nazi demons that were released in the 30s in Germany were probably a reaction against a certain oppressive kind of knowledge and culture and rational thinking. So I agree that we're talking about something potentially very dangerous, but modern science has not been particularly less dangerous. Right. So oh, I agree with you. I completely agree. No, you don't. Some things might end. Some things might rebegin. I realize some things may need to be said at the halfway mark, halfway through, halfway anew. 
I will need to find things to say. I will need to make things. But in a few minutes, it'll be 1 a.m., and I will pretend the end of the beginning, and it will be the beginning of the scheduled Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. This was two hours of warm-up, and then we'll begin again when we've all nodded off. Thanks to everyone who listened earlier, and thanks in advance to those who are listening later. And just to be safe, I will listen myself, and I will enjoy whatever it is.
possible there's no way i can get through there's no way there's no way to make two more hours there's no way there isn't any way to have ever made any of this ken's last ever radio extravaganza live improvised sound collage experiment uh sort of experiment a sort of experiment where i am the subject you are the tester you can you can test me you can you can you can examine how am i doing after two hours you will be on the air interrogating this subject see if it's still responding provide stimulus provide maryland based examination what could you do what could you make what could you be what could you remember where have you been what are you doing what is the thing that is most scary to you right now what are you afraid of 
right now? Where, where were you? Where are you going? Where would you rather be? Do you think that you're where you should be? Do you feel conflicted? Are you gone? Are you everywhere? Are you here? Trying something else. Moving along.
in my mind and in my body, I'm completely convinced. In my mind and in my body, I'm completely convinced that this is the end of the show. I can let it all relax in the next 15 minutes or so and gradually shut down and put away. The reality is there are many realities. I wonder which one I'm going to look at. This is reminding me of a show that I did in Germany for many, many hours. It was in Russian. There really is no time for rushing. This morning, I'm sure that I'm asleep soon. Maybe I'll find something else to play instead of making. Maybe I've done enough. I can pretend that there's nobody to hear this. That there's nobody else here. Even the archive, I can pretend that it's a late night only archive. No matter what time zone you live in, it's late night. I can enjoy the end. I have nothing else. There is nothing, nothing. I may go outside and take a walk for some new perspective. It's not coming from within. How can we think something new about ourselves.
people that I really want to be with, you know? And the only way that I could think of to find out was to just cut out all the noise and stop performing all the time and just listen to what was inside me. See, I think a time comes when you need to do that. Now, maybe in order to do it, you have to go to the Sahara. And maybe you can do it at home. But you need to cut out the noise. Personally, I, I just, uh, I, I usually don't uh, <laughs> like those quiet moments, you know, I really don't. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's that uh, Freudian thing or what, but, uh, you know, the fear of unconscious impulses or my own aggression or whatever, but uh, things get too quiet and I find myself just uh, sitting there, you know, as we were saying before, I mean, whether I'm by myself or, or I'm, I'm, I'm with someone else, just... Uh, have this this feeling of uh, my God going to be revealed. <laughs> In other words, I'm adequate to do any sort of a task, um, but I'm not adequate uh, just to 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 be a human being. I mean, in other words, I'm not uh, if I'm just uh, trapped there. I'm not allowed to do things. But all I can do is just um, uh, be there. Uh, well, I'll just fail. I mean, in other words. Uh, I can uh, pass any other sort of a test, and I can, you know, I can even get an A if I put in uh, the required effort. But I just don't, uh, I just don't have have a clue how to pass this test. I mean, I mean of course, I realize this isn't a test, but um, I see it as a test, and I, I feel I'm going to fail it. I mean, it's it's very scary. I just feel uh, just uh, totally at sea. I mean, you know, you know, I could imagine a life, Wally. Each day would become an incredible monumental creative task. And we're not necessarily up to it. I mean, if you felt like walking out on the person you lived with, you'd walk out. Then if you felt like it, you'd come back. But meanwhile, the other person would have reacted to your walking out. It would be a life of such feeling. I mean, what was amazing in the workshops I led was how quickly people seemed to fall into enthusiasm, celebration, joy, wonder, abandon, wildness, tenderness. Could we stand to live like that? Yeah, I think it's that moment of uh, contact with another person. I mean, that's what scares us. I mean, that moment of being face-to-face -face with another person. I mean, now, <laughs> you wouldn't think it would be so frightening. It's strange that we find it so frightening. Harriet, Finhorn people see it a little differently. There'll be these pockets of light springing up in different parts of the world, and that these will be, in a way, invisible planets on this planet. And that as we or the world grow colder, we can take invisible space journeys to these different planets, refuel for what it is we need to do on the planet itself, and come back.
giving up. I'm giving in. It's all over. It's over for me. It's over. Warum sind wir beide? 